Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What the hell happened on the internet, you guys? I went to go get my wisdom teeth removed. I come back. Dramageddon is exploding on the internet, okay? Jeffree Star is back to reviewing makeup, which he literally just said he wasn't going to do anymore. And the tea is hot. The tea is hot. I I had to comment, though. I'm sitting here with a swollen cheek and pain meds in my hand, but, like, dedication. <laughs> um, so, the, recapping what happened. Michaela Nagara, who is a very well-known influencer in the beauty space, had a paid partnership with L'Oreal to advertise their new mascara. Seemingly in the video, without a disclaimer, she used false eyelashes to provide a more enhanced look. And I was hoping that the few like edits I saw and the tea channels that were talking about this, I ho- I was kind of hoping that they were just like people that wanted to see Michaela's downfall and like wasn't real. And I don't really trust those types of channels anyway because they exist for the same reason People Magazine exists. <laughs> like, um, But in any case, I went to Michaela's actual page and watched the original video. And at first, I mean, even though I knew I was watching an ad because I had seen this circulating on my FYP for a while, um, I already kind of felt like energetically something was a little off. And I got wrapped up into that and I was like, I hope everything's okay. I hope she's feeling all right. I hope she's not like... I hope you know, nothing bad happened or whatever. And then all of a sudden, bam, the false eyelashes. And I see them and I, as somebody who has been keeping up with Michaela for quite a while, I've seen enough videos of hers to know what her natural eyelashes look like, to know that she, as far as I know, doesn't have false eyelash extensions. Um, and that she frequently uses falsies. And, um, yeah, this definitely looked like quite incriminating. And the first thing I want to say before I kind of dissect this from, like, a marketing perspective and why this is such a big deal is influencers, unfortunately, do not know how to create ads. There's no training. There's no school. There's no anything. You learn through through experimentation and through just, like, consistently making them. That's how you learn. It's very different from how marketers learn how to market things and that for me is unfortunate because I do think that influencers need a crash course on how to create ads, how to create ethical ads as well. If you choose to not create ethical ads, that is your choice, but at least you know how to do it (laughs) so that this doesn't happen. For me personally, say what you want. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I believe that Michaela is very genuine in her intentions and who she is as a person. So that's why this is like even more upsetting because 
you know, maybe she has bills to pay. Maybe she has to pay for her wedding. And like this check was just more appealing than saying, no, thanks, not this time. Right. So I think there needs to be some sort of crash course, including the legality aspect of things um, on how to create an ad, how to resonate with people with an ad, like what things are important to consider, like false advertising. And so going into why this is such a big deal, I heard a lot of people say, well, this doesn't matter because in commercials, um, they use false eyelashes on models for mascara commercials anyway. What's the big deal? Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, I hope I didn't, like, burst anybody's bubble. I hope this doesn't feel like how you felt when you found out Santa Claus wasn't real. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, when there is a produced, like, professionally produced commercial for a mascara, there are false eyelashes that are used to create an enhanced look. But in very, 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 very fine print... The brand does disclose that you may not get these results. Results may vary or whatever. Um, basically saying that like, yeah, the, the there's an enhanced look happening here. Like it's not, it's not 100% attributed to the mascara that we're advertising. Those ads, however, are not meant, are not created to bond with a community member or with an audience member or with a viewer. They are meant to sell an aspiration. Meaning, you look at that, you know, commercial and you see Cara Delevingne and her gorgeous eyelashes and you think, I'm going to be like that if I buy this mascara. So I'm going to go get this mascara. That's the point. Period. End sentence. There is no, like, community building taking into account no like oh I wonder what my target audience wants no nobody gives a fuck they just want to sell this thing and they know that if they use like a really well-known model who's who's like universally beautiful that people are gonna go buy it because they want to be like her or him um in influencer ads, the reason why this was an issue, and I'm not digging at Michaela by, by any means because, like I said, there is no crash course for how influencers need to do this. Literally, there's nobody telling influencers how to do this. Um, I think part of that is the brand's responsibility and part of that is the marketing industry's responsibility of, like, welcoming influencers and creators into the industry and saying, like, here's how things are done, you know? Maybe this might help you. Um the reason why this was a, such an issue from an influencer marketing perspective is because influencers aren't commercials. They're real people, right? They're the people that look at the commercial and think, I'm going to buy that product so I can show my audience how it really looks. And there would not have been an issue if she said, all right, here's how this looks on my natural eyelashes. Now I'm going to use some falsies to enhance the look. Nothing wrong with that. But when there's no disclaimer provided, it becomes a legal issue. It becomes an objective legal issue. Not like, oh, the internet doesn't like Michaela. No, like the law is not a fan of this. You know what I mean? Um, and for somebody like her who struggles with negativity like anybody does and, and taking critique and criticism and all that, like it becomes very, very hard for her emotionally to deal with something like that. But it also creates a lot of distrust from her community. For her, it's like, oh, I made a mistake. Fuck. But also for her being of this size and being like now a celebrity in the influencer space, 
um, there comes like a mass amount of distrust that a false advertisement provides. So influencer marketing, what I'm saying is how it differentiates from a commercial is that influencers create relationships. They become that human voice for a brand, right, in an advertisement. And that people trust that more than they trust brands, right? I mean, I think we've, we can all relate from somebody, it doesn't matter if it's like a professional influencer or a friend recommending you something that fits your lifestyle and then you go get it. Whereas opposed to like a brand being like, buy this thing because it's, you know, like, it doesn't resonate the same. That's why influencers are so powerful. And that's why this is such an issue is because it starts to create uh, doubt in people's minds as to whether or not other influencers are doing the same thing. It's not just about Michaela anymore. It's now about the entire industry and like how much can I trust my favorite creator to recommend me things or are they doing it because they just want to cash a check. Um, so that being said, there's a huge trend on social media of now people talking about de-influencing and like, are influencers like no longer working? I completely disagree with that. I do not agree that influencers are no longer working. I think the pressure's on the influencer now to build personal brands and to determine what their values are and make that really clear. Write it the fuck down and put it on a piece of paper in front of you so you are constantly reminded of what it is that you believe in as a creator so that if a brand comes to you and waves a really shiny check in front of your face you are able to step back and be like does this brand align with my values that's why people like i exist okay (laughs) that's why this podcast exists for free i might add okay um is because i there's nothing helping influencers understand that. You don't really get this kind of help until you are at Michaela's stage where you have a PR team or an agent or a manager or whatever now advising you on things. But the problem is that you may still not know what the right moves are. So then you blindly trust a professional because they are a quote unquote professional. But it's important for influencers to see themselves and creators to see themselves as people who represent brands in advertisements, but also to see themselves as brands themselves. And brands have values. I mean, people do, obviously, but brands have uh, have values as well. And um, that's how you're able to align with certain collaborations and, uh, you know, forego others. Um, so I think when those values are not determined and you don't think about like, what is it I believe in? What is it that I, that I care about? How is it that I want to impact people or leave a mark Um, in their minds or in their hearts, then that's when we end up uh, just seeing where influencers prioritize themselves and not their audience. And then there becomes this gap of trust where eventually your audience catches on that like, oh, you're doing all of these things and you're, um, you know, buying this house and doing this other thing and whatever. And you've been cashing checks based on false advertising. Like, 
there's so many different issues at hand here, both the legal and the actual, you know, ethical marketing side of things, but also the relationship and trust that you have with your audience. So it is my personal belief that while influencer marketing is not going to end, it will put more pressure on influencers to really think about their personal brands and how it is that they want to impact the community and what kind of mark they want to leave on the world. Um, and also, you know, understand that you are playing a really, really big role in people's lives. And that comes with responsibilities that somebody producing a commercial may not have. Um, and yeah, I think it's also up to the marketing industry to like help guide influencers on how to do this stuff. A really great person that does this is Robert Freund Law. He talks a lot about advertising law, but specifically in, within the creator economy. Um, I think he's a great source of information if you're an influencer listening to this episode and you're like, who do I turn to? But also this podcast <laughs> is really great for keeping up with marketing trends in the creator economy. And um, I like to think that when creators listen to this show that they feel like they're talked to as fellow marketers and not as an influencer or a creator. Um, so there's a lot you can learn here from myself and guests um, to help you really see yourself as a brand and a business because that's what you are. Um, but yeah, I would recommend to anybody brand influencer to learn from this instance. And this is not about Michaela. Like I said, it's, it's a lot bigger of an issue. Michaela happened to get the majority of the shit for it, but there are a way too many other people that have been getting away with this for way too long. Um, and I think we're going to see a fatigue from an audience perspective of these influencer ads and not saying again that the influencer marketing industry is ending or that it's ineffective, but I think the consumer will be even more mindful as to the intentions that the influencer who is advertising them something that they want them to buy that the intentions that this person has. So yeah. Anyways, I'm going back to my pain meds <laughs> to bed because I just had my wisdom teeth pulled out. But hopefully this episode was helpful to you and that you learned something. And again, like, um, I hope that Michaela also learned something from this instance because even though it sucks with all the drama, um, I think it is ultimately a positive experience and it's going to help her create better ads and connections with her audience in the future. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.